Live from Buffalo Wild Wings, this is Unnecessary Roughness. You take this short period of time and you try to evaluate what are we doing well, let's keep doing that. What are we not doing well enough that we have to keep doing? And then I think there's always a bucket where you say, what are we not doing well enough that maybe we don't need to do anymore? It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Yes, yes, and here we go, Raider Nation. We are live at Buffalo Wild Wings every Friday. We're at a new Buffalo Wild Wings. We're we're just hopping around town. That's just kind of what we do. We go from Buffalo Wild Wings to Buffalo Wild Wings to Buffalo Wild Wings. But one thing stays consistent is all the prizes that we have to give out to you. I have a table full of tickets right here. That could be a rap song, table full of tickets. I got a table full of tickets right now willing to give out to you. Coors Light has hooked us up with a bunch of prizes. I'm ready to give out to you as well. All you got to do is come on by, holler at us, say what's up. Of course, we're going to be here for the next three hours at least. We're at 190 West Crest Craig Road. It is North Las Vegas. Come on by, hang out again. We've got the TVs on right now, checking out the Indians and the Yankees, the ALDS. Matter of fact, it is in uh, extra innings, and the Cleveland Indians are on top of the Yankees, 3-2. to two. Guardians, that's right, I forgot. They're not the Indians anymore. Man, I'm going to – one day I'll remember that. Like 30 years from now I'll remember that, but you get the point. ALDS action is going on right now, and uh, DeMond is hooking me up, so I make sure I stay politically correct. I do appreciate that. Don't want to get myself in any trouble. But this is the spot to be. Come on by. Get hooked up with some uh, prizes. Of course, it's a Friday, so get ready to get your weekend off the right way. Uh, enjoy some great food specials, some great drink specials. And like I said, if we got all these prizes here, you might as well come and get them, right? There's sweatshirts. There's hats. There's onesies again. There's um, cups, glasses. There's uh, Black Adam. It's the funniest thing ever. It's the movie with uh, The Rocky and Black Adam. I just think it's a funny title. So I'm going to start calling people that. When I see DeMond at the station, I'll be like, hey, Black DeMond. <laughs> Is that like Black Doug? But, uh, yeah, Black Adam, that's the movie. Uh, we're going to be uh, giving those, those – uh, it's like some bag we have. They're all kind of grab bags and Raider Nation Radio 920 cups. Uh, we got a Raider jersey here. I mean, there's all kind of stuff we get hooked up with. Cores like each and every time that we're out, and we do appreciate all the stuff to give out because, well, we just like giving things away. It's cool, you know. So uh, if it ain't free, it ain't me. It's a model that I lived by for a long time. So uh, this is the spot to do it again. 190 West Craig, Craig Road, uh, the location Buffalo Wild Wings. We're doing it till five o'clock. So come on by. Coming up on the show today, we've got a loaded guest lineup as we do each and every day. Former Raider wide receiver Kenny Shed will join us at two thirty and. Uh, uh, Kenny Shedd is currently a, a police officer in San Leandro, but uh, he's a really good dude, and uh, we were kind of going back and forth on Twitter with each other, and I was like, hey, man, you need to hop on the show. We'll talk a little Raider football. So, uh, yeah, Kenny Shedd will join the show at 2.30 at 3 o'clock. Amber Theo Harris from SiriusXM also uh, does a lot of work with Raiders.com, uh, does a lot of good shows with James Jones, has been talking to Josh Jacobs and multiple uh, players on the Raiders roster, and she had a really good sit-down with Josh Jacobs that I really want to deep dive and make sure I talk to her about uh, coming up at 3 o'clock because it was, I mean, really good. And, you know, I've always been a fan of Josh even before the Raiders drafted him. I was a big fan of his his story. You know, I, I knew he was a hell of a player when he was at Alabama, but his story was always really uh, a cool one knowing that the way that he grew up and the fact that he grew up tough, right, and had to had to live in his car for a little while with his dad and, and his siblings. And so, you know, it kind of really put it into perspective. Uh, about life and so he's just been a real humble dude ever since I interviewed him for the first time in Nashville before he got drafted so I've always been a fan of Josh Jacobs and Amber Theo Harris she sat down with him and uh, had a really good conversation with him so we'll ask her about that as well plus we'll talk about the silver and black and what they need to do as they're uh, in the bye week right now it's a short bye week just because uh, you know they played on Monday night so they're uh, they actually are going to be preparing for 
the Houston Texans start Monday. I mean, this week is just about over. It's already Friday, right? So they got a little bit of rest and relaxation, but uh, not a whole lot. So they're going to be back on the grind if they're not already back on the grind, preparing for uh, week seven action as uh, we are in week six right now. But uh, it's, it's a good time to have a good time, and it's a good time to get healthy and realize that, hey, you know what, there's some games in front of them that they can you know, they can win, but they've got to take a game at a time. They can't look forward and say, okay, hey, the next three, four, five games, we're going to go on a run and, and turn everything around. It's just got to be the slow grind, one game at a time, one game at a time. It starts week seven with the Houston Texans at Allegiant Stadium, and then you go from there. You put that W in the bag, and then boom, you go and try to get another W. Then you try to go and get another W, and you just stack them just like that. And so uh, the Raiders have an opportunity. It's still early in the season. Talked about it for quite a while, but – uh, it's it's one game at a time, and they got to get it going, and they'll do that starting next Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. So Amber Theo Harris will join us at 3 o'clock. Then the voice of the Raiders, Jason Horowitz, will join us at 3.30. And, you know, he's obviously new to the to Raider Nation. He's new to the Silver and Black. And, you know, he texted me one time. I think it was after the Cardinals game. He had texted me and said, wow, uh, I think I'm officially a member of Raider Nation now just with the emotions of that game. And I said, oh, yeah, uh, you just that's just the beginning, my man. That's just the beginning. Uh, wait till you experience like a whole season of emotions when it comes to Raider football because anyone who's been a Raider fan for uh, a long time or not even a long time, you know, you could be a Raider fan, you could be a brand-new Raider fan, and you'll all of a sudden realize how high the emotions can get and how low they can get at the same time. And you think back to 2021, just a roller coaster affair that was that season, right? And then obviously it ended uh, week 18 against the Chargers at Allegiant Stadium. They punched their ticket to the playoffs, and that was the ultimate high. Confetti was coming down in Allegiant Stadium, and then they earned another game. And that was awesome, earning a trip to the playoffs, Cincinnati, Probably could have won that game, didn't, fell a little bit short, but at least you felt pretty good about the team moving forward. Now, this season obviously has been a roller coaster affair in a way that you don't like, where it's been a bunch of lows, uh, some games that they they obviously could have won and, and haven't won. But here you go. They still have plenty of game left to go. So we'll talk to Jason Horowitz coming up about at 3.30. And then at 4.30 uh, from ParamountSports.com, my guy Lee Sterling, he joins us each and every Friday, uh, hits you with the money lines, hits you with uh, where you should be placing your money this weekend. Uh, some games we'll talk about UNLV. Is there going to be an action? And, DeMond, let me start with you. When, when, whenever I talk about UNLV, i got to bring you into the conversation. I got homecoming on Saturday, my man. They're, uh, they're underdogs at home in homecoming. What are your thoughts on this one? Well, first off, the people who make the lines, you know, I know that they got to do that for the action's sake because we all know that UNLV, they shouldn't be an underdog at home. It's one loss. Air Force is a good team. Man. Air Force is a good team, and they did have problems stopping the run against San Jose State. So that is going to be one of the issues. I think with Coach Roy on this pro program going forward, they're going to have to get some uh, big, beefy boys. He's going to have to try to do some recruiting down south. <laughs> because, they, you know, they need some of those type of defensive linemen. I don't know if you saw the clip of that guy from Florida that was like 400 pounds. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah, get somebody yeah. that big. But, yeah, yes, yeah, UNLV's yeah. problem is stopping the run so stopping far this season. Lead the nation in picks. But, you know, can't stop anybody on the ground. So that is going to be a big problem with Air Force. And if Air Force does go on to win this game, it'll be just because they were able to execute their bread and butter and with Doug Brumfield being out. Y yeah, you know see? what? It's right. It makes sense that UNLV is the <laughs> underdog. You just you know, talked yourself into that, huh? Yeah, I did. It's yeah, Doug. Hey, you know what? That's okay, though. At least you're honest with yourself. You know, because <laughs> looking tears, too good. When you lie to yourself, that's a problem, right? I mean, look, I like to have conversations with myself just so I can see how the conversation ends up. So I'll say something, then I'll pretend to be you, and I'll say it back because I think I know what your answer is going to be. Then I'll say something. You know, like, that's how I work things out sometimes. I'll have a conversation with myself. But when you flat out lie to yourself and you don't admit that you're lying, that's when you have a problem. 
So at least you've come around the corner and you're not lying to yourself. That's a good thing. I can appreciate that. Yeah, you know, so with this conversation, thank you, Q. I mean, I guess I'm just going to go to the game and sit with a couple of friends and just have a good time. That's A, man. That's what it's all about, right? It's half the battle. Hey, look, they've already won four games so far this season. So uh, they're a couple games away from bowl eligibility, and that would be a huge step for the program. So uh, we'll talk to Lee. Obviously, there's no Raider game to ask him about, but we'll talk to Lee about college football. We'll ask him about NFL. He'll tell you uh, where to place your money, who to place your money on, and uh, you know maybe you can come away with a couple extra dollars this, uh, this weekend. So uh, there you go. Loaded guest lineup on the show today. Kenny Shedd. Former Raider wide receiver at 2.30, Amber Theo Harris from SiriusXM and also Raiders.com at 3. Then we'll talk to Jason Horowitz, who is the play-by-play voice of the Silver and Black at 3.30. And then Lee Sterling will close out our guest lineup at 4.30, talking all things sports gambling. So uh, locked and loaded. we got a lot to get to on today's show. Plus, we want to hear from you as we uh, close out this week really strong. Of course, 702-365-9200. And the text line is 69187, keyword R&R. You can hit us up at any time with anything that you want to say. But you know. You know right now we got to jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So earlier in the week, DeMond, we were talking about uh, what head coach Josh McDaniel said that the bye week is good for, right? Remember, there was the three subjects, then he said the bye week was good for, and we had a really pretty in-depth conversation about it. I thought it was a you know pretty decent conversation. I don't think we got as many responses as we, as we should have, but we still had a, a pretty good idea of what the head coach is looking for uh, in the bye week. He's looking to see what they do really well, identify what they do really well, also look at you know, what they don't do great, but they need to keep working on to improve on, and then what they don't do well so they can just throw that out. So with that knowledge, knowing what he's looking for and what he's trying to get done during the bye week, I ask you, Raider Nation, what is most important, in your opinion, for the Raiders to accomplish during their bye week? Like, what do you think that they must accomplish this bye week. When they come out, when they start preparing for the Houston Texans, what what do they have to have in their bag, right? Do, is, it, is it their, their uh, commitment to their identity, which is the run game? You know, is it, is it pass protection? I mean, what, whatever the case may be, whatever you think that they have to do coming out of the bye week is what I want to hear from you. Like what they've got, look, 12 games guaranteed the rest of the way. If they earn anything else, they earn anything else. That's fine. But what do they have to do coming out of the bye week? We know what the coach is looking for. What are you looking for? That's one of the questions that I have for you at 702-365-9200. And, of course, the text line, again, 69187, keyword R&R. But then the other question is, and this is kind of a fun one, and it's Friday. We'll call it a fun Friday, and there's no game on Sunday. And I just learned earlier today that I don't even have an ESPN national show to do this week. So – or this weekend. So I honestly, and I haven't even told the wife this, I don't even know what I'm going to do this weekend. I uh, absolutely feel like I have nothing to do, which is strange, which is so off-brand for me. I always have something going on. And with there's no, no Raider game, I mean, I'm going to pay attention to football, both college and the NFL, of course, because that's what I do. But in reality, I don't have to if I didn't want to, right? So uh, I'm, <laughs> I want to I wanna know what Raider Nation is going to do during the bye, during the weekend when there is no Raider game to get amped up for. There is no, you know, there, I mean, there's games obviously in the AFC West that you want to pay attention to. You want to see how, how you know, the rest of the division is doing. And like I said, a lot of folks are going to stick to the regular routine, which is pay attention to all things sports all weekend long. But maybe this is the weekend where you get out and do a little something-something. Maybe you take the kids somewhere. Maybe you go to a movie. Uh, Damon, you said you went and saw a movie last night, didn't you? 
Halloween Kills Q. Oh, yeah, we ain't talking about I mean, no Halloween scary. I ain't talking about no scary Halloween movies. Ends. I ain't doing no scary movies. I ain't doing no Halloween, man. You can save that. I ain't doing all that. I ain't doing all that. No, no, no. Now, you want to talk about a funny movie, cool. You know, you got some comedy all lined up, cool. <laughs> I saw a funny TV show the other day. Uh, I can't remember what it was called now. It was, uh, what was it, Home? Home Economics. Uh, there you go, Home Economics. Yeah, and I had never seen it before. And I guess the funniest thing of it was because I finished working a little early, so I just turned on the TV and I said, well, I'll just watch whatever's on. And I thought it looked kind of okay, whatever. And it ended up being funny. Cheech and Chong was in it, or Cheech was in it from Cheech and Chong. And so, I, I you know, that's kind of something I know. So I just was like, hey, let me, let me see what this guy's got going on. And it made me laugh a little bit, so I stuck with it. After the whole show was over, I was like, oh, that was a pretty cool show. And the wife is dying laughing. I thought she was laughing because the show was really funny. She was laughing because she thought, I can't believe you thought that was funny. She's like, that was a terrible show. <laughs> so there you go. Maybe that's why I don't watch TV shows because, you know, my taste in TV shows ain't everyone else's taste. But I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, there was a part in the, in, the, uh, in the show where the guy was supposed to be getting married, but the priest had passed out already. He, so right before, he had, like, welcomed everybody. No, seriously, stick with me here. Stick with me here. He had, he had welcomed everybody to the wedding, right? He was like, dearly beloved, we're gathered here. And then all of a sudden, he just fell backwards, right? He just keeled over. And so the ambulance came and got him, and they said that he had a heat stroke. But he'd be back in three hours, which, first of all, is pretty funny. Like, if I pass out for a heat stroke, I ain't coming back in three hours. Just cancel the show, right? Like, if I'm sitting here at Buffalo Wild Wings right now, and I keel over because I get a beer that's not the right beer that I really wanted, if I keel over, and, and that might have happened, I'm just saying, not for me, but someone else, I'm just saying. But if I keel over, I'm not coming back, right? I'm just going to just say, hey, chalk it up, man. Demond is your show the rest of the way, right? So anyway, so they said he was coming back in three hours. So they decided that they were going to flip the, the, the wedding around, right? And they were going to have the reception before the wedding, which I thought was cool. They were going to waste the three hours of time. Right before, there's no joke. I know someone's thinking I'm making this up right now. I'm not. Right before the priest was supposed to come back and marry him, the, uh, the groom gets a call, right? And I just knew when the phone rang, I knew it was all bad, right? I knew something funny was going to happen. And he answers the phone. He's like, okay, thanks. Well, let me know if something changes. And he hangs up and he looks at his bride-to-be and says, yeah, the priest is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it so calm and cool. He's like, yeah, the priest is dead. Oh, it was the funniest thing ever. So I just started dying laughing. But apparently it wasn't really as funny as I thought it was. But I guess that's what happens. When no, that I was funny. It. I thought so, too. See, I thought so, too. But I was told that the show wasn't that funny. So there you go. It was a nice little uh, plug for Home Economics, the show I watched maybe one time at most. Probably will never, ever watch it again. But, you know, what are you going to do? You know, are you going to go and, you know, sit and chill, relax? You know, that's a little fun part of the, the Friday show. You know, just what are the plans for the weekend since there is no Raider football? You know, some people – I know some people that don't watch any football at all outside of Raider football, which I think is crazy. I want to watch everything. But I know some people are like, no, nah, if the Raiders ain't playing, I'm not watching. Okay, cool, no doubt. So there's that. So those are the two questions I want to throw out there. Obviously one that's actually a real good question, what's most important for the Raiders to accomplish during the bye week? And then, you know, the fun question is, what are you going to do this weekend with no Raider football? Hit us up at 702-365-9200. And, of course, the text line is 69187, keyword R&R. raiders said, what's up, Q? What's up, Damon? What's your favorite chicken wing flavors? And one thing I'm excited for this week is not stressing over if the Raiders are going to lose, but excited how the Raiders keep getting better and better. That's from 831 Raiders. Shout out to the 831. Juan the Smasher. What's up, dog? Juan the Smasher just walked in the building. He's got baby Juan, baby Smasher with him. There you go. Juan the Smasher. Mama Smasher's been around. Now baby Smasher's gone. What up, man? You doing all right? Yes, sir. What's happening? How you doing? Hey, what's up? What's up? Don't be shy. I'm just a dude with the big mouth. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> so, 
There you go. Hey, appreciate y'all coming by. Okay. Nice, nice. Yeah, Wanda Smasher and Baby Smasher is here. So all we need is you. We got all kind of prizes here at Buffalo Wild Wings. But uh, hit us up, 702-365-9200. DeMond, who we got up first? Raider Fish in Berkeley. Uh, Raider Fish, our guy. He's got that fish juice. What's up, my man? Hey, uh, I'm trying a new blue blue mouth. Can, can y'all hear me? Oh, I can hear you loud and clear, man. Okay. Hey, you know what? Wow. Man, this is good. First of all, let me, let me give you some advice you didn't ask for. Uh, uh -oh. Don't tell the old lady too soon that you don't have nothing to do because then you will, and the honeydew list <laughs> will will grow. Okay, so don't you got to time that, baby. You got to time it because soon <laughs> as she get wind, you ain't got nothing to do. Uh, you will be doing something now. Brother, she uh, she knows uh, she knows the schedule huh? when it comes out. She knows the schedule when it comes out. She already got it planned out for me. <laughs> oh, I know it. So let me tell you what I'm gonna do. So there's a couple things. One. You know, by hook or crook or by uh, relative, you know, I got passes into the Bill Mafia. So what, the, what they did, they sent me a temporary 24-hour Bill's Mafia pass. You understand? So I'm going to be uh, uh, part of the Bill's Mafia, and everybody knows what I'm talking about for like four hours. Yep. Okay, boom. Now, the other thing, you know, I'm going to go check out that Woman King. Woman King, I got to go, I got to go peep that out, oh, right? Got to yeah. support. Yep. Yeah, now. Now, what I want, I want, I need the super and black to work on situational football, okay? I know that McDaniels has a specific game plan for the Texans, and that's cool. But what happens is, I think we get into this spot in every game where we're, over, we're leaning too much on what we've been coached on and not blending in situational football. And when we hit that sweet spot, when we have uh, implemented what we've specifically been coached up to do for, for, for opponents and then let situational football also tell us what to do, uh, we're going to go, uh, you know, around in these parts of the barrier. Uh, we're going to go on one. Uh, go Raiders. All right, there he goes. There he, uh, and going to the movies is not a bad thing, man. Every once in a while you got to go to the movies and chill, and I heard that uh, that uh, Woman King is a good movie. I've actually been uh, told I need to go check that out. So maybe that's something to do this weekend while there's no Raider football on. But situational football as far as what the Raiders need to do coming out of the bye week is a good one, right? And I think that they're – you know, the thing about it is, and I said this yesterday, and I, I feel so silly saying it that they're the best 1-4 team in the league, but I really do feel like they're the best 1-4 team. Like I really don't feel like that they're – their actual record reflects the team itself, except for it does, because you are what your record is, right? I mean, there's no denying that. But it does feel like this team has so much potential and so much, you know, they're getting closer and closer. And that, I think that game against the Chiefs really goes a long way, even though, like I said, even though it's not a, uh, you know, it's not a victory and there's no moral victories, you don't want those. Nobody wants a moral victory, I get that. But, man, I mean, to be able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Chiefs in their spot on Monday Night Football, and really, no doubt about it, should have walked away with the win, but should have, would have, could have, didn't, right? So I just think that that gives them a lot of confidence moving forward, and they, I would think that they feel like they're close. Now, the reverse side of that is they could feel like they're close, but they could also be frustrated by not getting the dubs, right? And so you're hoping that as a team, as the players in the locker room, that they're, that's not where they're at. Like Tim Brown told us yesterday on the show, stay together. they got to stay together. That's where a Max Crosby, that's where a Derek Carr, that's where a Devontae Adams, that's where the leaders on the team have to say, hey, guys, don't sweat it. We are, uh, we are close. We're going you know, to get this done. We can, we, we, we're feeling good about the, you know, we're, our situation. Again, I mean, the season's not over just because five games are in the bag. You know? So uh, I like that situational football. That's a, that's a really good answer right there. I, I really – Man, there's 
I mean, I think that their commitment to Josh Jacobs and running the ball, I think it's already there. I think they realize that, hey, there's no doubt that uh, that's their bread and butter right there is just running the ball. I just think that they have to continue coming out of the bye week. They just have to continue working on their, their timing when it comes to Renfro. He's got to get into the mix. Obviously, they've got to get healthy. I guess that should have been the first thing I said coming out of the bye. They, they need to be as healthy as possible. I'm concerned about Nate Hobbs not being healthy. I'm concerned about Darren Waller and him not, uh, you know, the hamstring injury. You just don't know how long that that's going to linger, uh, if he's going to try to push and come back too soon, you know, whatever the case may be. And I know people have mixed feelings on that whole situation. I just want him to come out of the, the bye week as healthy as possible because I think this offense has an opportunity to be really special, but they've got to be able to get their timing together, get it, get it all down, and, and figure out what each other is doing. And do it correctly, right? I mean, Devontae's got to run the right route. Hunter's got to run the right route. Waller's got to be looking for the ball. Mac Hollins has got to catch the ball. Look, no one's really called out Mac Hollins. Mac Hollins has been the darling, right, all all uh, all season long. But he dropped a couple big passes on Monday night, big passes. He did not have a good game. He just didn't. So uh, and he had a holding penalty that was a little suspect. But he, he dropped a couple passes that, especially early on, on that first possession, that was a big drop. So, I mean, everyone's got to be – on the same page and really working on that time and getting everything down and continue to show that they have an understanding of what Josh McDaniels wants to do. My understanding is that playbook is thick. Like that playbook is really big. I don't expect them to know the whole thing already. I don't. But I do expect whatever they're using in that playbook for them to master it. Right? I mean, if you're only using, say, a fifth of the playbook, fine. Make that the best fifth you got. Right? I mean, just make sure you know if that's all that we're using right now as far as the, the playbook, or if we're doing anything, Damon, and it might only be a, a limited amount that we're actually able to execute, execute that at the highest level. Yeah, you're not I, wrong about that. I, yeah. Something that you mentioned, it was on the, the show a few days ago where you said something they need to scrap. Mm-hmm. I just thought about this. The jet sweep with Devontae Adams. I don't know if anyone mentioned that, no, but that's yeah. just been in my head of just, hey, scrap that. Because yeah. he's seen it a couple of times, and it just did not work. Something that just was not effective for the team. And I really just wanted to say that because I remember just, like, the jet sweeps and also trying to do, like, not even the trick plays that come out of it. Right. Just trying to hand the ball to Devontae Adams in the backfield. I, I agree. Look, they got guys that can run the ball, right? You don't have to, you don't have to use the jet sweep with, uh, with Devontae Adams. I, I agree. That's, that's a good call right there, you know, because – there's other ways to get him the rock where he's more effective, as, as far as I'm concerned. But, again, whatever you're using in that playbook is fine. And, you know, Vinny pointed this out many times. Like, hey, man, they're not doing everything. But whatever the basics are that they need to have mastered, they need to come out of that bye week with the master, you know, with it down. They've got to understand what they're doing. Whatever it is, again, it doesn't have to be the whole book because I know it's not. But whatever part of that book you're using, you better know that thing inside and out. Got a couple texts I want to get to real quick. 69187, keyword R&R, all day Raider A. I need this team to concentrate on getting healthy and executing their four- and two-minute offense to perfection. I also said, and what I'm doing during the bye is getting me, my son, and my brothers ready to head to Vegas and meet my brother Q and B-dubs next Friday. Yeah, for sure. So that's a good one right there, all day Raider A. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, let's get one more quick text. Chi- uh, Q and D. Charlie in Montana, what the Raiders have to do this week is get rid of the penalties. For me this week, my wife and I are going to go away for the weekend to an adult-only hotel and soak in hot springs. Okay. All right. Go on and get it done, Charlie in Montana. You and the wife enjoy the weekend. And uh, oh, let's take one more. And, uh, yeah, so enjoy that, enjoy that, uh, that weekend at the, uh, the hot springs and then 
the penalties, yeah, eliminate those penalties is something massive. They definitely uh, need to, uh, uh, you know, get rid of those penalties because especially the untimely ones, those are the ones, DeMond, that are really, you know, hurting the team the most is those ones. The Jermaine Illuminor penalties is what I like to call them, right? The ones where they come up with a big play and then all of a sudden they got to get called back just because, uh, you know, a holding or, or whatever the case may be, legal formation or whatever it is. It's always something, and it just seems like the timing is the worst. Oh, no. It's, I, hate that, I hate that you have to call them the Jermaine Illuminor penalties. It just happens to be him all the time. But it is him every time. And I know that he has the experience over Thayer Mumford, but I'm almost at the point where I'd rather see Thayer Munford start. Like I thought it was going to happen in that Chiefs game where after the, that first Jermaine Illuminor penalty, I was already thinking, hey, just go ahead and put Thayer Munford in the game because right. he can't be. And I'm not saying, like Mark McMillan said a couple weeks ago, I can't be no worse than the guy in front of me. Right. So just give me the chance. Every time that Jermaine Illuminor gets a penalty, I'm already thinking, go ahead and put Munford in the game. Right. It just, it, it, it just feels like, you know, that. I don't want to say he's not getting it, but it just seems like it's just not clicking, right? Maybe that's the right way to word it. It's just not clicking as far as what he needs to not do, which is pick up those untimely penalties, man. It, just, it, it continues to shoot the Raiders in their foot. And, you know, last game, obviously all the penalties weren't on him, but nine penalties for 99 yards or 11 penalties for 99 yards, whatever the case may be, uh, that's just too much. That's the length of a football field. You can't have that. So I like that text as well. Uh, eliminate the penalties and get back to what they said they were going to do all offseason, right? All training camp, all preseason, which was not shoot themselves in the foot, not uh, allow themselves to be beat by themselves, but uh, make the other team have to beat them. So really good stuff right there. Coming up next, again, we're live at Buffalo Wild Wings, 190 West Craig Road. Uh, come check us out. We're here till at least 5 o'clock. We got former Raider wide receiver Kenny Shedd. He'll join the show. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. And we are live on the road today on this Friday. We are at Buffalo Wild Wings, 190 West Craig Road. Come on out here. We'll be here until at least 5 p.m. getting your weekend off the right way. Got a lot of prizes to give out to you, so come on by. Plus, I mean, it's Friday. Have some lunch, have some cold beverages, and, and enjoy your weekend and watch some baseball on the screens and everything else that's going to uh, pop up on the many TVs here at Buffalo Wild Wings. Join us now on the phone lines is former Raider wide receiver Kenny Shedd. And Kenny, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, my man. I definitely appreciate you. And when you hear that, when you hear former Raider wide receiver Kenny Shedd, what does that mean to you? Well, first off, I, I have to tell you guys, you guys picked a fantastic spot to have your, uh, your show. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings is one of the best places to watch a football game, any game, all that stuff. So I can feel the atmosphere already. Um, <laughs> and that's just the way the Raider Nation does it, you know. So, yeah, I, I feel very proud every time I hear a former Raider connected to my name. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it. You know, one of the things I, I hear every time I talk to anyone who is a part of the Raiders family is that the alumni, they're treated so well and better than any other uh, team treats their alumni. Just how special is it the way that the, the alumni are treated by the Raiders? You know, it, it's something that's been established for a, a long time now, back when uh, Mr. Davis, his days, you know, I mean, he let it be known that, uh, that the players were very, very important to uh, his life. And um, it, the, the, the table was set then, and, and Mr. Dave, uh, Mark Davis now has just kind of carried that over. So a lot of the uh, years of uh, festivities are, 
are going to be included with the alumni celebrations as well. I'm up here looking at a at a, a football that was given to me at alumni weekend back in 2019 in Napa, and it's it's a beautiful ball. The only thing ugly on it is that name Goodell on the side. So, but <laughs> other than that, <laughs> it's a beautiful ball, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true Raider, right there. Again, we're talking <laughs> with former Raider wide receiver Kenny Shed here on Unnecessary Roughness Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, the current team—they got off to a slow start so far. They're one and four, but. Kenny, they have a lot of talent. When you see a team that is struggling out the gates but they have so much talent, kind of what's the message in the locker room to the, to the rest of the guys? Yeah, so, you know, it, it does come from the team leaders. You know, back when I played, we had team leaders like Timby Brown, um, you know, uh, Greg Beekard, uh, Eric Allen, and those guys would, would uh, they take turns stepping up and standing up if they saw the mood was, was somber, and each one would just deliver a speech that would, would uh, just inspire you to go back out there. It didn't guarantee you're going to win the game, but right. it just meant that you weren't going to be, your head wasn't going to be down. And um, I haven't been in the Raiders locker room uh, yet this year, uh, but what I would like to see is more uh, team leaders stepping up and getting in people's faces and, and, and causing like a, like a you know, fire under people's feet because these games aren't over with until that fourth quarter bell is rung, and um, uh, they should be uh, four and two, yeah, or a better record than what they have now. Definitely. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I said it when I started the show that this is the best one and four team uh, in the league, and I know that that's not you know that's not something you can hang your hat on. But they're so talented. And they've been so close. When you're so close to a victory, and you 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 kind of know what you're doing wrong, does that give you a little bit more confidence? Like, hey, guys, we can get this done. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's kind of unorthodox, Q, but what I would like for these guys, the current Raiders, to do is not only watch your, your, game, your um, you know, game film, you know, from your, your studio people who are recording the game, and you go and you watch it because it doesn't have the sound or whatever. I would also like to see them watch the live video uh, uh, coverage of the game you know, where you have the commentators and you can see it in real speed. You can see there's key moments where, you know, a, a flag might have been thrown that wasn't a warranted flag, but if you, if you respond differently than what they're doing right now, use that to, to get mad at the other side or the ref and use that because those are the moments that they're not capitalizing on and the momentum is taken from the team and they're not answering back. Um, and it's, and they're allowing the other team to get back. And you could see it very, very clearly on the live feed for the game. Trust me. <laughs> I do. Believe me, I do. Again, we're talking with former Raider wide receiver Kenny Shed here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Now, Kenny, I've never been in the NFL locker room. I've never been a professional in anything except for doing what I do right now. But you have. How difficult is it to win a game in the NFL? Well, you know, the, 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 it's – I'm sure you played football coming up, um, you know, so you know, you know, it's a fast-paced game, but just mm-hmm. picture uh, now everybody on this pro level is just as fast or just as big and just as motivated as you are. So um, it's hard to win in that, that aspect because everybody matches up very, very well. Right. Um, so then it's just the, the other element where, there, you know, it could be the tip of scale is coaching, you know, and I'm not putting any coaches on, on any uh, scope at all, but I just – I've been part of games where uh, I remember when, when the Raiders uh, played the Jets when Parcells was the coach, and the, they, they won the coin toss, and they chose to kick off to us. So we got the ball first. 
halftime comes, and then they chose to kick the ball off to us again. Mm. Everybody thought that was the craziest decision until the final uh, quarter when the wind had shifted where we're kicking into the wind and they're kicking with the wind, and they ended up kicking a long field goal to end up uh, beating us that day and put us out of the playoffs. So, you know, it's, that's how critical these games are. You, it's a chess match all over the place. You against the, the defender, uh, coach against the other coach, and, um, you know, the fans. You know, we need our fans. Right. You know, and so it, it, it's a whole collective effort. Absolutely. Again, Kenny Shedd is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. My man DeMond's got one for you. Hugh just mentioned how how hard it is to win a game, but just how hard is it as an NFL wide receiver when you're not the premier target? How hard is it to just get in the game and the work that you have to do in practice once the regular season is started to earn those reps during games? Well, so obviously uh, everybody's goal is to be the starter. Um, you know, I mean, I, I had Timmy Brown on, in front of me on one side and then, um, you know, James Jett, uh, the <laughs> Olympic uh, sprinter on the other side. So, uh, you know, you had to buy your time and just kind of like wait, wait for your, your turn. Uh, when I did get my reps out there, uh, I was catching balls and getting first downs and all that stuff. It just mm-hmm. didn't translate to being a starter. Uh, but at the same time, I didn't mope because I saw so many opportunities to make plays on special teams. Um, and uh, I, I, I kind of took on a, a leader role on special teams to get the others to see, dude, that ball is like hanging there like, like a like a like just a like a turkey just take it you know it's just sitting there <laughs> knock that ball out and the runner's not even paying attention to you because i had a lot of fumble recoveries because because of that um but i had to learn it from other special teamers so some of the young guys these uh, out there these days that could be the the turning point for your game you know take advantage of those those loose balls being out there you know mm-hmm yeah, that's, it sounds like what Mac Hollins is doing, too. Mac Hollins has been doing really well on special teams, and now he's getting an opportunity to be a receiver and, and make some plays. Do you, see, do you see that hustle and what you're talking about when you see Mac Hollins out there? 100%. I mean, I, he's a very, very strong uh, route runner, very uh, big-sized prototypical receiver anyway, very fast, very smart. But one thing I also noticed about him when he, uh, there was a ball that he felt that he should have caught, mm-hmm. uh, he ended up not catching it. And then on the suing punt, he went down there like a demon because he was so mad at himself. And that's what I'm talking about. And he was wanting to lay down a little bit of justice to the ones who were catching that punt. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, if something, if you get a bad break here and there, you got to use it and turn that around to smack somebody on the other side. Because uh, if you don't, the momentum's going to keep steadily creeping away from you. So that's why I like Mac, Mac Hollins. And he's the type of leader who could, who could p- pass that on. Well, there's a reason why he got a, he's a captain, right? He's a, he's a captain this year, uh, along with A.J. Cole and uh, about six others on the Raiders. But, uh, yeah, to see Mac Hollins on a one-year deal uh, become the, the captain of the squad tells you a lot about the guy he is. Again, we're talking with Kenny Shedd here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. How much have you seen the game change? I mean, we saw on Monday night, we've seen, uh, you know, the roughing the passer penalties. We've seen the protection of the quarterbacks from when you were playing to right now. How much has this game evolved? Uh, you know, so the NFL, uh, part of me for saying this, they're in a bad spot. I get it. Uh, back when I played, uh, we had uh, concerns for concussions, and then that, that came out with the lawsuit and all that stuff. So now the league has to address, uh, you know, retro-type uh, 
uh, litigation type situations to to uh, con- you know address the concussions uh, from back in the days. Now they have to figure out how to protect the current players and stuff. And it really is not that easy of a way to, to protect people's heads when you're playing football. You, you, you know, it's, it's very very difficult. Uh, you know, uh, a phase to try to implement. So, um, if if I don't see any difference at all, other than this, this I see a lot more complaining from the fans. Um, <laughs> and and you know, I mean, so they kind of have to tune that out because the NFL has to kind of do it. It's a, it's a litigation thing that they have to do. So it might ruin the the excitement of the game, but in the end, uh, all you really want is your team to win anyway. So right. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Just win, baby, right? <laughs> Just win. <laughs> Just I love win. that slogan. Yeah, I mean, how could you not, right? I mean, that's just, it's simple, It's it, but it's right to the point. Like, that's all that matters. Just win, baby. So, uh, yeah, I, I love it as well. Again, we're talking with Kenny Shedd here on Radio Nation Radio 920. So I have to ask you, are you headed to Allegiant Stadium? Are you headed to Vegas anytime soon? Hey, you know what? Um, these guys, uh, one, of their, one of their last uh, games uh, flew me down. Mm-hmm. Um, I was part of the alumni uh, group that, that was doing the sweet visits and um, uh, yeah. meet with the fans. It was against Denver. Uh, that was a couple weeks ago. And then um, we have uh, Mr. Mark Davis has, uh, you know, he wants us all to have a couple free tickets for at least one game. So me and my family, we're going to go down for the Colts game on okay. November 13th. So my kids will get a chance to see that amazing stadium, too. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a good thing. Hopefully by then uh, they'll be above five hundred, <laughs> and then uh, it'll be it'll be a whole completely different season, brother. Kenny, I gotta ask you something. I see you went to Northern Iowa. Were you there the same time as Kurt Warner was? I was. We came in together. We were um, we were freshmen together. Uh, we were uh, co- uh, college writing partners. Um, I ended up playing as a true freshman, so. And then Kurt ended up redshirting, so uh, we kind of got offset a little bit. But um, my quarterback, <laughs> as is the most amazing uh, part of his story, held Kurt on the sidelines for three years. And wow. then, so I never got a chance to actually get a ball thrown to me from Kurt. You know, but him and I still keep in contact to this day. Oh wow! No, that, that's even that's even more fascinating than if you guys were putting up some record numbers. The fact that there was somebody that was in front of him his whole time there. Wow, that's awesome. It's, it's crazy. It, it, it's crazy. I I would I'd fly out to uh, uh, the, uh, you know Iowa to watch him for one of his barnstormers uh, game, and then we'd go out to dinner afterwards, and he he just be all in my face like, dude, how's how is it playing for the Raiders in the NFL? He couldn't get over it. And then, like a year later, I'm calling like, dude, you're the top of Sports Illustrated. What? Makes no sense. Right. But he's so humble. He is such a humble human, and um, he, you know, you guys know I retired from the police department, and then so when all this craziness was going on, violence against cops, he was sending me texts like, dude, are you okay? Please be safe. Yeah. So he's just an amazing human being all around the board. I have no doubt. I mean, I really do. I remember going to Canton, Ohio, when he was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame and just listening to his story. I thought it was pretty amazing. So, Kenny, let's close out with this. As you said, you retired from the police department. I mean, how was that, man, just being, you know, being uh, there to, to protect and serve and, you know, being part of law enforcement? I tell people all the time that is the toughest job. You've got to make a split decision on if you're talking to me or you're talking to the other guy, right? And I, I mean me because I'm going to be calm and chill. But, you know, just how is, how is that job? 
job. <laughs> it's, well, nowadays it's gotten a, a lot uh, more complicated. Um, but at the, at the same time, you know, I mean, uh, you, you have your veteran, like your team leaders on right. the football field. You have your team leaders as uh, police officers. And then they'll tell you, hey, look, you should not be your, – your training dictates that if, if, you're, if you're talking to somebody, you should be in control uh, over, over everything. Now, if the dude or girl does something with their hands that's suspect, then right. you react to it. Right. If they don't have anything in their hands, just treat it with respect and resolve the situation calmly. You know, And a lot of, a lot of new officers haven't quite mastered that, so – uh, it, 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 it spins their careers out of control. So I'm happy to be done, um, but I learned a lot. And uh, I, I, my, being a field training officer was one of my best assignments, teaching these young officers. And, um, you know, so I know that they're going to, my old department is going to be just fine, you know. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for protecting and serving, but also on your Twitter it says aspiring film director. Is that is that true? Uh, or what's your favorite movie? Not the best movie, but what's your favorite one? Uh, all time would be Terminator. That's good. I'm <laughs> a huge Arnold. Yeah, I'm a huge <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I I've seen them all the movies, um, and one of the one of the reasons why is obviously he you know the movie Terminator. Not only was it jammed with action, there's a part where where the Terminator is limping, you know. When he's mm-hmm. uh, when his has his skin on, he's limping because he just got injured in a, that truck accident. So when it, the skin gets burned off of him, you can see now the metal chassis, and you can see there's a ligament or something torn in half on that leg, which explains why this guy's limping. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so that's what made that movie so perfect was the little details that they that they hit on, and that's the how I'm going to carry myself with our feature film. We're going to be making people laugh all throughout. Well, I, I, I got a guy in the studio that was just asking that question named Damon. He'll make you laugh. One, just by looking at him, he'll make you laugh. I mean, he's, he's got oh, a, he, no. He's, no, he's a funny character, Kenny. He's a funny character. He really is. He's my guy. He's a funny character, but awesome. we, got, we got your back, uh, okay. man. We got your back. Whatever you need, you let us know. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tap into that. I don't know. That's like inviting a vampire to your house, man. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Well, Kenny, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for what you did on the field, but also thank you for everything you did off the field as well. We definitely appreciate you. I appreciate you guys, too. All right, you take care. You guys have a good weekend, okay? All right, you too, my man. We'll talk soon. There he goes, former Raider wide receiver Kenny Shedd. Uh, good dude right there, man. Talk about a fun conversation. Great way to get things rolling on this fun Friday here at Buffalo Wild Wings. We definitely encourage you to come on by and hang out with us, pick up a bunch of these prizes. We got a ton of them. Uh, we got hats. We got jerseys we got sweatshirts we got cups we got glasses and of course there's a lot of great food jared's here jared made it to the building papa jared is in the building i mean it's all good come on by hang out with us we're gonna do it real big we'll be here till at least five o'clock and uh again this is just the place to be uh hanging out at uh, buffalo wild wings and uh, doing it till five o'clock we do it each and every friday so uh come by say what's up 190 west craig is the location north las vegas with red nation radio 920 It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. 2.51 is the time. We're here at Buffalo Wild Wings, 190 West Craig, North Las Vegas. We're here till 5 o'clock. The beverages are pouring. The food is smelling good. 
A lot of great specials going on right now. Bartenders are saying, come on in. We got your back. So come on in and get hooked up. Not to mention, we got all kind of prizes here, too. Love being out and about on a Friday, getting ready for the, the weekend, or what do they say, the Fry-Yay? That's right, the Fry-Yay is in effect. Little Smasher already came by. Juan the Smasher and Little Smasher came by. Jared's in the building with Pops is in the building. As my man DeMond said, he said it's a Father's Sunday today at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. So we'll take that. But uh, we got plenty of hookup for you. We just talked to Kenny Shedd, former Raider wide receiver. Really good conversation with him. Shout out to my man Fabian, who uh, actually uh, hit me up and was like, hey, man, I met Kenny back in 2010. And, you know, Fabian was a, a police officer as well. So uh, much love to my man Fabian. So, uh, yeah, that's good stuff right there. Got a couple texts that I want to get to coming up at 3 o'clock. Uh, Amber Theo Harris from SiriusXM, also Raiders.com. She's going to join the show to talk all things silver and black, talk about the bye week and what she's been seeing from the team through the first five weeks. But the mailman Raider hit us up at 69187. Keyword R&R, &R. we've been saying it for years, but we're seeing glimpses of it. Car extending plays. We need him to do that while the O-line progresses. Hell, he doesn't even have to pass the line of scrimmage. Just extend the play. And as soon as the lady heard no Raider game this Sunday, immediately asked, where are you taking me? So got to figure that part out. And hide your bag, Q. Jared's in the house. <laughs> That's right. Jared's in the house. That's right. A.K.A. the black guy with the tan jacket. Jared is in the house. And so, yeah, he might uh, try to jack my back my backpack like what happened in L.A. But, uh, no, that's, that's not going to happen. But we, we do get a good laugh at that. Mailman Raider, appreciate you. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Talk to our guy I haven't talked to him in a minute. Mitch in New Jersey, welcome to the show. Q, what's happening? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm feeling blessed. Man. How are you? I'm blessed, too. Grant's done three months right. I looked at good picture. If you follow me, we're seeing his little country. Did I just lose five him? Oh, there he is. We need time off, too. A nice follow, by the way. Hey, I, I saw on Twitter. Um, anyway, Raiders in college football. Hey, Dominic Sue, what is he doing? And wouldn't it be nice to see uh, UCLA and my USC undefeated when they meet in the, towards the end of November? Uh, I love what they're with the Pac-12. And, and wide receiver from Tennessee. He came from USC, Bull McCoy. He'll be out, I think he'll be in this year's draft. First round, I bet. It's big. And the quarterback from UCLA. I love him being a backup quarterback for Derek Carr next year. There you go. Thanks, Mitch. Appreciate you. Did he say? I, I, it sounded like he cut out a little bit, but did he say Brew McCoy? Uh, yes. Yeah, that was the wide receiver. That wasn't he supposed to be? He was uh, what? Is he a USC guy right now? I think he transferred from USC. Yeah, USC. but he was a Texas guy, a Texas uh, commit at one point. I think he even maybe even enrolled in the school and then bounced immediately. I remember Brew McCoy was a big. That was a big deal when I was in Central Texas. It was like, oh my gosh, Brew McCoy. Everyone, the Longhorns got Brew McCoy, and then he didn't. So yeah, I know he's a heck of a, a, a heck of a player, and I don't know, man. USC's got a tough one. USC's got a tough one this weekend, Mitch. He might not be able to make it out of this weekend unscathed, right? I mean, USC has got a real tough one on the hands. Matter of fact, we'll talk about that game with Lee Sterling when he joins the show coming up at 4.30. Let's see, I got a couple more texts I want to get to real quick before we close out. Hour number one, Fargo Raider said, Q and DeMond, Fargo Raider here again. Illuminor is the new Parker. Ooh, just win, baby. You know, it's funny. I saw, I saw people saying that on Twitter as well. Like, you know, Jermaine Illuminor has committed as many penalties or really been – I hate to use the word disappointing, but as disappointing as Brandon Parker uh, has been in the past. And, you know, as much as I don't want to put that on him, it's kind of like, yeah, I kind of understand where you're coming from. Because, again, you see that he has the talent. You see he has the ability. But it's just untimely mistakes that he's been making that has really hurt the team in a major way. So, 
So there's that. But uh, good text, my man. It's good to hear from you, Fargo. We definitely appreciate you. Uh, one more quick text. We'll take a break. Uh, Sir Whiskey Ray, hit us up. Happy Friday, gentlemen. Love today's topic with no Raider football this weekend. I'm fulfilling my stepdaddy duties and coaching my stepson's school baseball team. I absolutely love spending as much time with my stepson when given the opportunity. Also, I'll be drinking plenty of whiskey to my San Jose State University Spartans pounding Fresno State tomorrow. As for our Raiders, I hope by resetting themselves both mentally and physically here at the bye week, it's a much-needed bye if you ask me. Come back fresh for week seven versus the Texans. Again, that's from Sir Whiskey Ray on the text line at 69187, keyword R&R. And we've been asking the question to you, throwing it out there. What is Raider Nation doing this weekend with no Raider game to get ready for? What, uh, what is your activities for the weekend? And what is the most important thing for the Raiders to accomplish during their bye week? 256 at a time. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings and on the north side. Come on by, get hooked up. I'm seeing more prizes Come through right now. Come through the door. There's a hand. It's like Santa Claus just rolled through in October. He's got all kind of prizes. He's coming through. So you want to get hooked up with him. We got him here for you. All you need to do is come by, say what's up, and, of course, we're going to take care of you in a major way. 190, West Craig, North Las Vegas. Look at that. It got hats, got shirts, jerseys. Man, you ask for them, you get them. Come on by. Amber Theo Harris is next. It's Red Nation Radio 920.